When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Native Esports, powered by BetMGM. As always, I'm Austin Stanley. He is Jack Gentry of the Titan Up Podcast, and we are Nashville's on-demand sports network going live weekday mornings at 8 central time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Link to the show segment by segment on our Twitter X timeline, and always hit, up, hit us up on Instagram, TikTok, and threads for more great Titans content. Got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen for us, and they help out all of you, like Wilson County Hyundai. Make Wilson County Hyundai a part of your new car buying process, the Bone & Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Farm Bureau Health Plans, get better with Farm Bureau Health Plans at fbhp.com slash atoz. And our friends at Krebs Kubota, an elite Kubota dealer with three great locations across uh, Middle Tennessee area, Columbia, Franklin, and Murfreesboro. They are online at krebskubota.com. Jack? The hire has been reportedly made. The Tennessee Titans are bringing in Bengals offensive coordinator Brian Callahan, the son of longtime NFL assistant and head coach Bill Callahan uh, to replace Mike Vrabel. Just a two-week-long head coach search. This thing moved fast. So I'm going to kick this off with going a little bit through the timeline of what's been reported. I saw this from Tom Pelissero and NFL Network this morning that the Tennessee Titans had Brian Callahan in here yesterday for an in-person interview. That was his second interview with the Titans. The first one was done virtually. Last night, Brian Callahan was supposed to get on a plane and go do an in-person interview with the Carolina Panthers uh, today. After that, he was supposed to get on another plane and then go to Atlanta for an in-person interview with the Falcons. The Tennessee Titans did not let their guy get out of the building. They agreed to the terms reportedly from Pelissero, Adam Schefter, and Buck Rising did confirm from his sources with the Titans last night on A to Z Sports Primetime that Brian Callahan set to be the new Titans head coach. Uh, it will happen over the next couple of days officially, and then we'll have a press conference. But man, Jack, and we said this on the show yesterday morning, Zach and I did, that as soon as we saw that David Shaw was doing an in-person interview on Sunday, and then the Titans came out Monday morning and said that they had an in-person interview with Thomas Brown on Monday, as well as Brian Callahan. That opened the door for the Tennessee Titans to make a hire as soon as possible. So as we checked off the show yesterday morning, we said, head on a swivel, kids. This thing could happen within the next 72 hours. Little did we know it was about 12 hours uh, when they made the hire for Brian Callahan. Jack, your reaction. What, where were you when you got the news uh, overall of this new hire? Well, I mean, I was just sitting on my couch watching the Kansas basketball game last night, and I was fired up because we've talked about this. Brian Callahan quickly emerged as a lot of Titans fans' top target after we learned more about him. But then you hear, you know, in an athletic report from a Cincinnati writer, 
that Amy Adams Trunk sent a freaking jet up to Cincinnati to get Brian Callahan. Like, this is a guy that they had targeted for a long time. You mentioned the David Shaw and Thomas Brown interviews that followed. That was potentially staff building already happening. Um, when when you know when the Titans figured out that hey, Brian Callahan might be that dude, and there's a lot to like about him. And Austin, I I really can't remember the Titans fan base being on the same side of something like this coaching related since everyone was anti Todd Downing, you know, holding their torches and pitchforks. Mm-hmm. So it's nice to have Titans fans all on the same page about this. But more importantly, I mean, you hear people and very highly respected people across the league with just amazing reviews and nothing but positive things to say about Brian Callahan starts with Peyton Manning, right? Yeah. Peyton Manning after, after Brian Callahan was just a lowly offensive assistant in Denver for four years alongside Peyton Manning, Manning said that, Hey, I wouldn't be surprised if this dude was a head coach in the NFL at some point. That's a, that's an incredible review from Peyton Manning, a guy who you know knows the position of quarterback better than probably anybody else alive, maybe outside of Tom Brady, but it's great for the development of Will Levis. This offense mm-hmm. has to be happy. Tajay Spears should be very excited. DeAndre Hopkins should be really pumped up after kind of, you know, being one of the few bright spots in an offense last year that was really going nowhere for the most of, for most of the time. So, uh, you know, as a Titans fan, I think you have to be fired up about this hire. And while we're going to grade it here in a little bit, yeah, there's a chance that this hire gets even better and ages even better before the draft even gets here. Yeah, and look, uh, we'll talk about the hire. I think you're correct um, that it feels like the most unanimous coaching decision the Titans have made since the firing of Todd Downing, which was not that long ago, just about a year plus ago, a year and two weeks ago from the firing of Todd Downing as offensive coordinator. But this is pretty strong. I, I think there was a lot of people that were questioning the hiring of Mike Rabel back in the 2018 hiring cycle. But uh, Brian Callahan is getting rave reviews. So let's just go through the resume Overall for Brian Callahan, he is 39 years old and he will turn 40 on June 10th. So he'll be 40 by the time he coaches a game for the Tennessee Titans uh, uh, this upcoming summer. But he got his start with the Denver Broncos. Jack, as you mentioned, he was with the Broncos from 2010 through 2015. That is six seasons with the Denver Broncos and was able to graduate from a coaching assistant his first year to an offensive quality control coach, to then an offensive assistant for three seasons before coming becoming the quarterback's coach for the Detroit Lions in 2016 and 2017. He was the Oakland Raiders coach for one year, uh, quarterback coach for one year in 2018, before being with the Cincinnati Bengals for the last five seasons, all with Zach Taylor, and all five seasons as the offensive coordinator. So I want to give a little bit of uh, the quarterback resume that, that Brian Callahan has worked with. Peyton Manning, as you mentioned, Matthew Stafford with the Lions, Derek Carr for the one year with the Raiders, and Joe Burrow with the Cincinnati Bengals for the last uh, four years with Joe Burrow and the one year before that. But all four of these guys have had 4,000-yard passing seasons under Brian Callahan. That might not sound like a ton for Peyton Manning and Matthew Stafford, uh, but Joe Burrow, young in his career, really exploding on the stage, making the Super Bowl in his second year in the league with Brian Callahan and Zach Taylor, the head coach in Cincinnati. And then just one year with Derek Carr. But that was probably the best year for Derek Carr because Derek Carr was also coming into his contract year. Why is that Derek Carr year important? Uh, Because that was the contract year 
for Derek Carr right there to have a big season with Brian Callahan. So, and I'll show this from Sam because Sam did his work. Here's the other caveat to this Brian Callahan thing. Cause I said the Titans got their guy. It's been out there and it's pretty easy to connect the dots. The Tennessee Titans identified Brian Callahan early along with some others, but Brian Callahan was the first reported interview request. He was the first virtual interview completed and he was the first of three second interviews requested and reported. And then boom, he gets the job. But here was what Sam had to say about Callahan being the ideal candidate for the Tennessee Titans. Callahan is candidate who has a ton of experience working with quarterbacks of all types and helping them excel. He has shown the ability to adapt his personnel, run the ball successfully and use play action to put his quarterbacks in a position to succeed. Finding the right dance partner for Will Levis should be at the top of the Titans priority list when conducting interviews. And I believe Callahan is a perfect match. So that was from Sam Phelan last week when Sam said that Brian Callahan was the ideal candidate for the Tennessee Titans. Jack, any other input there after my kind of uh, spiel? Yeah, I mean, you mentioned all the quarterbacks that he's worked with, and there's some great ones on there. Peyton Manning, Matt Stafford, Derek Carr, uh, Joe Burrow, three of those four very likely could end up in the Hall of Fame. Um, But the coaches he's worked under is what gets me really excited. Gary Kubiak, who won a Super Bowl in Denver while Callahan was on the staff. And remember, Callahan's been to two Super Bowls, and he's not even 40 years old yet. Uh, He worked under Kyle Shanahan, Sean McVay, and now Zach Taylor. What I'm excited about is, you know how – it's trendy in the NFL to you know pick every single guy off the McVay, Shanahan, Mike McDaniel tree because that's what's trendy right now. Brian Callahan is the first piece of fruit. He's the first apple picked off this new Zach Taylor coaching tree. And yeah. you're not digging for scraps. You're not bringing in Mike Kafka just because he had a tie to, to, to the Chiefs and, and Mahomes. Like, you're not digging that deep. You're getting the first guy up. And for the Titans to cast a wide net, I thought that was great, even though they had an idea of who they were going to hire. But it, it, it just all seems so great to me so far. And, you know, you know the, the big wild card is, well, he hasn't called plays yet. Well, I, you know, I'm not super worried about that because of what Zach Taylor and what's being reported out of Cincinnati is how involved he was yeah. in the play calling process. Like there's a process to this thing. There's installation during the week. There's schemes that, that are getting put in during the week and based on different opponents. All of this stuff is factored in. And then you saw last year when everything went wrong in Cincinnati, when Joe Burrow went down, you know, Jake Browning stepped up, led the NFL in completion percentage at 70 and a half percent. You know, Chase Brown, Samaje Pirine have been great behind Joe Mixon ever since Callahan's been in that offense, which gives you hope for guys like Tajay Spears. And if Derrick Henry moves on, the guy behind Tajay or the guy that works alongside Tajay Spears, so there's a lot of great stuff, but Austin, there's one stat that I'm very excited about, and that's oh. what Brian Callahan's offense does on third down. Last year in 2022, when Joe Burrow played a full season, the Bengals were fourth in the NFL on third down. The Titans in the last two seasons haven't haven't been in the top 22. They finished 28th this season and 23rd last season on third down. If you want to win in the NFL, you have to be successful on third down. Brian Callahan's offenses have done that. So I'm very excited for a multitude of reasons that Callahan's coming to Tennessee. Yeah. And so he he's he hasn't called plays in Cincinnati, but let's hear what the Zach Taylor words uh, were about Brian Callahan and his involvement uh, in this Bengals offense for five consecutive years. He coordinates everything having to do with it. He, he establishes the whole structure of our offense 
on game day, he and I are in constant communication. That is calling plays. That is establishing an offense. He has helped develop every position we have. He's invaluable. There's really not enough things I can say about him that if someone just followed us for a week and saw it, it would be, oh, no wonder everyone's so high on Brian. No wonder everybody's so high on Brian. So there's Brian Callahan, 39 years old, about to enter his 15th season. 39 years old, about to turn 40, about to enter his 15th season as an NFL coach. That means he entered the league at 25 years old as an offensive assistant in Denver under Gary Kubiak, Jack. Gary Kubiak, where, what tree does Gary Kubiak come from? Now, now we're getting a little too deep for me here. Mike Shanahan. Okay. See, no, it's it, a Shanahan. It's, 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 it's a Shanahan nice branch. And that's where the NFL is going, right? It's, it's, you know, find what works on offense and you either adapt or you die. And the Titans the last couple of seasons have been dying because of their inability to adapt. So going the offensive route here and committing to Will Levis's growth and committing to this offense's development with a with a young core kind of starting to blossom. You got Scaranti, whatever left tackle, whatever wide receiver you take this year. You've got Chigakonkwo, who's got a really high ceiling. Tajay Spears, Will Levis. You bring in a veteran like DeAndre Hopkins. You probably add a free agent this offseason. And that's how this thing starts to work in Tennessee. That's how you catch up with the rest of the bunch in the AFC who's begun to separate themselves. And you start to look at the way the, the AFC South is, is going to be won. And that's through good quarterback play and through scoring a lot of points. You've got to compete against C.J. Stroud. You've got to compete against Trevor Lawrence. Anthony Richardson and the Colts offense looked good when he was healthy. So if you want to win in this league, you've got to be able to score. The Titans are finally committing to the offensive side of the football. And, and it's, it's about damn time. Yeah. Now, I'm about to go on a rant here in a second, but let's get the audience more involved here on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. If you haven't yet, like the show. We need more likes on the show. We have 700 people watching and not nearly enough likes. This is You guys can do better than this. So like the show. I know you like the higher. Hit that like button on Facebook and YouTube. But here's the question to get you guys more involved this morning. How do you grade the Titans hiring of Brian Callahan as head coach? How do you grade the Titans hiring of Brian Callahan as head coach. We'll get to all of your answers in the chat. But first, I want to tell everybody about Farm Bureau Health Plans. If you're looking for a new health plan, like Brian Callahan's about to be a Tennessean. If you're a Tennessean, there's no other place to go but the Farm Bureau Health Plans and get started at fbhp.com slash A-T-O-Z. Farm Bureau Health Plans, they're a teammate of the Tennessee Titans, a teammate of the Tennessee Volunteers, and a teammate of every community across the entire state with their 200-plus locations in every nook and cranny and corner of the state of Tennessee and have been serving Tennesseans for over 75 years. So if you've got a health plan right now, you don't really know how much you're paying, maybe you're not getting the best coverage, you can always do better. And Farm Bureau Health Plans can help you get there regardless of your situation. A growing family, an older family, no family, you're just out there by yourself, independent contractor, entrepreneur, uh, Farm Bureau Health Plans can help you out. Once again, fbhp.com slash A-T-O-Z. Check out betmgm.com if you're looking to get some skin in the game this weekend. Uh, conference championship games are on tap. There's a lot going on in the sports world. You've got college basketball in full swing. The NBA with an incredible night of basketball last night. Uh, it's getting close to the midway point there, as is the NHL. So get some skin in the game with BetMGM and new users Download the app and plug in our bonus code ATOZ Sports, and you'll get up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet misses. BetMGM wants you to start out in the green. 
it's always it's always terrible when you have to dig yourself out of a hole on your new sports betting app. BetMGM is not going to let that happen to you. Sign up with BetMGM, use the bonus code A to Z Sports, and get up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if your first bet misses. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Twenty-one or older, tens the only new customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification. Eligible requirements. First online real money wager only. Rewards issued in eligible bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days in seven days. For problem games, sport call Tennessee Redline 800-889-9789. All right, Jack, a lot of comments, over 250 uh, since uh, we asked the question, how do you grade the Brian Callahan hiring? How do you grade it? We want A through F, pluses and minuses, uh, welcomed as well. Yeah, Connor, I kind of botched the BetMGM disclosure with a big audience here. That's a bummer. But all right, so grades here, Jack. I'll send you to the chat. Where are you going with it? Ashley on Facebook is going to start us off with an A. Uh, Yuri says B. John's at an A plus. So is Travoris. Um, Billy says grade A. Also compliments my hat. Thank you, Billy. Um, a from Major Keys. Potential to be more. I agree with Major Keys here. Um, Sean says A plus plus plus. Burning Devil says A plus. Jerome says B plus. Nate's at an A. Stephen King A plus. Daquan's at a or Daquan's at a B plus. Uh, Daniel B plus. Anthony Clay B plus or A plus. Jay's at a B plus. Um, Assad says, don't know enough yet, but B, hopefully we can convince you that this is an A, or at least that's what I will try and do. Brandon Brown, B plus. Kenny Hill says, bring his dad, and it's an A plus. Lane says B. Uh, Scott Weaver's at an A. B plus is from CL and Karen. Allen's at an A plus. Ashley believes they hit it out of the park. She's giving it an A. Um, there is a comment that's so exciting that I can't even put it on the screen because of profanity. Mike Connolly, oh. A. Fire is at an A. Uh, a plus from two man, A from Eddie, A plus from Paul, Sky's at an A, A plus from Derek and Billy, A minus from um, Manny. We've got Orlando at an A plus, Deshaun's at an A minus. So a lot of grades in the A range, Austin. And that's where I'm going to go. I, I think it's hard to give anyone an A plus that hasn't been a head coach and hasn't, you know, isn't established in this league as a winner as a head mm-hmm. coach, an A plus. But I think you got an A. Uh, it, look, the Titans wasted no time. They didn't wait for this pool to get thinned out. They didn't wait for teams to make decisions and have their, you know, their their net, their the wide net that they cast, you know, shrivel up into like a small pond. So they went out and made the first outside hire. I think because they were aggressive, because Amy sent a damn jet to Cincinnati, because of Brian Callahan's offense uh, over the years, because of the ringing endorsements he has across the league, because he's a football lifer, because his dad's Bill Callahan, and because he could possibly bring his dad Bill Callahan who's an offensive line guru to Tennessee because T Higgins, that door is open to come to Tennessee up in Cincinnati. I know the franchise tag still in play there, but a tag and trade option still going to be on the table. Even if that happens because of all these possibilities and because of his connections throughout the league, because he's got connections with Thomas Brown, because he's from the McVay tree, because he's from the Kubiak tree, the Shanahan tree, because of all of this on paper, how is this not an a hire? I'm I'm struggling to find out we're to figure out why this is not an A hire. On paper, he checks every single box. Offensive guy, you know, from a great tree, established, worked with Hall of Fame quarterbacks, has a Super Bowl under his belt, has been to another and lost with the Bengals at a higher position. He's an A hire, Austin. An A. Okay. I I have the reason why it's an A minus. There's one detail that has me at an a minus but i'm not going to get to that right out of the gates i'm gonna i'm gonna not get to the negative the one little sliver of negative that i've got 
But Jack, it's about damn time. You're absolutely right, Jack, because the Tennessee Titans have an offensive-minded head coach for the first time in, in six-plus seasons. Gone are the years of us watching this offense struggle to gain yards on any type of down and distance. Hopefully, gone are the years of, well, you know, that's the offensive line situation. What are you going to do about it? Gone are the years of run, run, pass, punt. Gone are the years of Derrick Henry toss plays. Gone are the years of Mike Vrabel just trying to make the game ugly enough to give his team a chance to win because they can't score an offense. Gone are the years of an offensive system and a quarterback being put in a bad spot because another offensive coordinator either gets a head coaching job or isn't good enough and gets fired. Gone are all the years of no continuity on the most important side of the football and the most important position in all of team sports, the quarterback position. It's about damn time the Tennessee Titans got to modern football. Welcome to 2024 Tennessee Titans. We've all been here for a decade, except for the Tennessee Titans. But guys, you made it. Brian Callahan is here to help the Tennessee Titans finally get to modern age football and out of the 1990s or early 2000s where Mike Vrabel liked to roll in the mud. The Titans are here and we all are, 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 are victors of that because now we get to watch it instead of watching 20 to 17 losses because the Titans can't score on the last lot drive of the game to get any type of points gone or all those times. So an A minus for me. Okay. Well, you never got to the minus part, Austin. I want to hear why it's a minus. Does he have the Peyton Manning kiss of death? Oh no. The Adam Gase. Are you tracing this back to Adam Gase? Not just Adam Gase. There's been some other coaches that have gotten the, the Peyton Manning kiss of death. And a lot of them have coached and failed at the University of Tennessee. But Peyton Manning has given <laughs> kisses of approval to a bunch of coaches over the years. And I don't know how many of those have really worked out. But so my but, sliver, instead of an A, I'm going to go to an A minus because I don't truly know if Peyton Manning's kiss of death is a thing or not, but it's been a thing in the past. So that's my one sliver of negativity. And this year I've learned that you're a very superstitious person. So this does not surprise me that, that the Peyton Manning kiss of death does enter your mind here, but you have to be confident of what Brian Callahan's put on paper in the NFL so far. And, you know, going far with Denver and being under Gary Kubiak and, and you know, Kyle Shanahan, Sean McVay, and now Zach Taylor, I just think it's it's huge. And his maturation and growing and learning process started even before he got to the NFL because his dad was Bill Callahan. His dad was a head coach in this league. His dad knows offensive line. Um, and look, that's a huge plus coming into a team that has a very bad offensive line as it's currently constructed. And, you know, in Cincinnati, they had a bad offensive line. They threw a lot of money at that problem, and it still didn't get fixed. So even if the offensive line isn't totally patched up heading into this season, which it better be, Callahan's found a way to work around that. Callahan is great at masking deficiencies by using playmakers. Everywhere he's gone, he's had multiple wide receivers that have been able to get the job done. In Tennessee, we've been just begging to have a Batman 
but he's had a Batman and a Robin in Denver. Mm -hmm. It was Eric Decker. It was Demarius Thomas. Emmanuel Sanders came in late there when he was up there in Denver. And then in Detroit, Golden Tate, Marvin Jones, they had a great dynamic duo going on in Detroit. And then finally, everybody knows what Cincinnati had. Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, two of those three are free agents this upcoming season, T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd. Which one does he bring? Does he bring any at all? We'll see. But he knows the importance of having multiple threats out wide. The Titans have barely had one over the recent years. So I'm excited because Callahan, sure, he brings ingenuity and he brings creativity and he brings a great background in what's working in the NFL. And you mentioned a modern NFL offense. But he also clearly knows the importance of having multiple playmakers out wide. We don't Mm -hmm. just have to rely on DeAndre Hopkins to go get the third down conversion. Hopefully he brings in a 1B or even a 1A to DeAndre Hopkins 1B. And they work that way. It's just, it's it's so hard for me to not be optimistic about what the ceiling is for Brian Callahan and this Titans offense with a lot of cap money, with draft picks, it's with a young core on offense. It's finally starting to look like something that they can build into being a perennial contender again. And that's why Titans fans should be excited. Jack, here's another, because uh, I, I went through my gone are the days uh, little spiel there, right? Here's another thing. Gone are the days of not scoring 30 points in an NFL football game because it's been 35 consecutive regular season games where the Titans have not scored 30 points in a football game. 35 straight games. They haven't got to 30. That's crazy. They did it the second to last game of the season against the Dolphins in Nissan Stadium two years ago. So 35 games in a row for the Titans of non-30. Jack, I'm going to ask you a question. Jake Browning started seven games for the Bengals last season. How many 30-point games do you think Brian Callahan and Zach Taylor drew up with a backup quarterback in those seven? I want to say two, two, maybe three. How about four? Four with Jake (laughs) Browning. Yep. How about four? 30-point games. And how about one other one that was 27? (laughs) So, four (laughs) 30-point games with Jake Browning as the quarterback. And the Titans haven't done it in 35 games. And I'll go back to that stat. Like, with Will Levis, you know, the the issue coming out of college was turnovers and turnover-worthy throws and plays. And we saw him, you know, have a couple interceptions drop, throw a couple more. But overall, it was, you know, Titans fans saw enough to be excited about Will Levis heading into this next season with a new offensive-minded head coach. But Jake Browning, I'm going to bring up that stat again, 70.4 completion percentage, led the entire NFL under Brian Callahan. Like, that is nothing to scoff at. So if, if Brian Callahan can do that with Jake Browning, imagine what he can do with Will Levis, who has mm-hmm. more tools than just, hey, let's make the smart throw here, let's make the right read, let's not risk it. Will Levis is going to be able to do some of that, and he's going to be able to succeed in the short range, intermediate range, uh, you know, throws. We already know what he can do down the field with his deep ball. But if he's able to start firing on all cylinders in the short throws and, you know, the 10 to 12-yard range, Will Levis is going to start to unlock his potential and really start to develop into a top half, potentially even top 10 quarterback in this league under the tutelage of Brian Callahan. So that's what I'm excited for with Will Levis and his growth moving forward. Sure. Uh, I want to get to some comments, including one uh, about the possibility 
of one T Higgins. So we'll get uh, to a couple more comments here in a second. But first, uh, I do want to tell everybody about our great friends at the Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Whenever you get hurt in life, injuries happen in life. We all know that. The injury rate in football is 100%. Yeah, it's probably pretty close to that just in general uh, life as well. A lot of ice around the region over the last several uh, last week or so, if you have an injury or ha- hopefully you don't, but if you have an ice injury or anything else, the Bone and Joint Institute can help you get that injury taken care of the right way. The experts and the resources are all available to you in one place. That's Franklin, Tennessee, right off of I-65 and Murfreesboro Pike. Franklin, Tennessee for the Bone and Joint Institute, their website. It's so easy to get an appointment made for you to fit your schedule for your needs. Boneandjointtn.org. When you're in sports betting, you're always looking for the biggest edge. Well, BetMGM's giving you a free edge by signing up. New users, download BetMGM, use our bonus code that you see on the screen, ATOZ Sports, and you'll receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet misses. A lot of sports going on right now all at once. It's a great time to get some skin in the game. So if you do, if you want to change up your luck and switch sports books, or you just want to try it out in general, make sure you do it with the cream of the crop. Do it with the best. Sign up with BetMGM, plug in that bonus code that you see on your screen, A to Z Sports, and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. All right, so Jack, we'll get to T. Higgins in a second. We do have a couple uh, super chats that I wanted to get to um, as well. One does involve T. Higgins. Uh, Devin uh, says, Callahan has received glowing endorsements from people that matter. He also seems to possess great qualities both as a coach and a person. A++++ plus higher from Devin. Yeah, look, the endorsements are strong, whether it's people who cover the Bengals, like Bengals experts, national media. Remember, I know Kevin Clark uh, did a sit down uh, and really followed Brian Callahan throughout the Bengals uh, meetings throughout their run to the Super Bowl a couple seasons ago uh, in the ringer. So you can go check out that Kevin Clark piece. Uh, from a couple of years ago, uh, there's, you know, coaches, there's players. T Higgins gives a, a ringing endorsement. I talked about the Peyton Manning kiss of death, maybe, or maybe not, but yeah. So Devin says a plus 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 higher, uh, there for Brian Callahan, uh, Kane comes in and says, how can we give him an a when you don't know his staff, a good coach can look really, uh, can look really very quickly if the staff isn't solid, I say C. So Kane says a C, even though he's missing a couple words there in his comment. But Jack, I like Kane. He keeps us level. He he always he always checks us. He makes sure, sure. to bring us back down to her. Sure, but but, you know, but I don't know how you give it a C with well, his and we'll talk about the we'll talk about the staff uh, here coming up in a second because Buck Rising had some new information this morning on A to Z Sports.com uh, that he's hearing from some Titan sources about. Uh, Brian Callahan and what that staff might start to look like. But of course the staff is important and the offensive coordinator is important, even for an offensive minded head coach, as is the quarterback coach. Will Levis is a massive factor in this. You have to make sure you can maximize the next three years of Will Levis. And cause he's making a total of $9 million on his four year rookie deal. That's huge before you have to pay him 50 plus million dollars like these other quarterbacks every year. So yeah, the quarterback coach is important. The O-line coach is important. We've talked about Bill Callahan, um, his dad, who's an offensive line coach and has been one for 15 straight years in the NFL and regarded a great one. Uh, and D coordinator is important. Who's the head coach of the defense? Is Brian Callahan's going to be 
very involved in the offense. We know that. So yeah, the staff is massively important, but Kane, like, let me, let me just, if Kane is going to give Brian Callahan a C, then what would he give a lot of these other candidates? Like, what do you give the Raiders Antonio Pierce, right? Like what I would be curious in Kane's opinion, if Brian Callahan's a C, what would these other guys have gotten? Eagles OC, Brian Johnson. He is not returning to the Eagles. Uh, David Shaw, Bobby Slowick, Mike Kafka, Dan Quinn, Mike McDonald, uh, Aaron Glenn, Thomas Brown, Ben Johnson. Like what would some of those guys have gotten from Kane's grade if he gets Callahan at a C? It's a good question. It is. And I, you know, I don't want to try and get inside his brain, but I think that you do have to like what Callahan's put on paper to this point. Sure, he hasn't called plays. Sure, he hasn't been a head coach in this league before. But he's done just about everything you can you you would want from a guy coming in to be your head coach. You know that's that's possible, and he's learned from the best, including his father. So you know, I, I think that it's a, it's a great hire for a multitude of reasons that I've listed earlier in the show. If you got here late, go you know watch the show back after we're done here and li- and re-listen to some of the things Austin and I have said. But I I don't think that it's anything like even being pessimistic. I don't know how you go below a B when you talk about Brian Callahan being hired here. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, and Karen says Rabel was making $3 million, What is Callahan making? Uh, I think Mike Rabel was making way north of $3 million mm-hmm. a year. Way, like triple that plus maybe. Tripling it. Quadrupling it. There's a <laughs> lot of – Rabel was getting paid a lot of money, uh, not mm-hmm. just $3 million a year. Uh, because there's no way in hell Pierre Tart would have been making more than Mike Vrabel last year. There's no way that would have happened. And Aaron Brewer, <laughs> just on side note. Uh, so uh, the next uh, super chat here, Ryan says or asks, what is the franchise tag this year for wide receivers? Do you think the Bengals tag T. Higgins with it? Because I wanted to tease the T. Higgins information because, I, look, I don't know what um, is going to happen with T Higgins situation, but that was one of the first things that you saw with Brian Callahan being named the Titans head coaches. Oh my gosh. Bring T Higgins back to his home state of Tennessee. T T Higgins come home, all that stuff. Cause Clemson stole him the first time. T Higgins could get franchise tag. And I'm looking at over the cap.com right now. They project 21 mil. The, they're projected to be 21.6 mil for a wide receiver. Yeah. So it's a lot of money. But it's it not is too for, much for a Bengals team that's going to have to pay Jamar Chase a whole lot of money too. Um, but when you look at, I, I was going to say when you look at some of the options that are you, you know coming to be free agents here in Cincinnati, there's five dudes that fit what the Titans could use. DJ Reader, the defensive tackles, one Tyler Boyd, T Higgins, both receivers. You got a Wouzier, the cornerback who's been really solid up in yeah. Cincinnati and in Dallas, available. Um, and then Jonah Williams, a right tackle, um, who, who's coming up. Um, into free agency. So those are five different dudes. If they don't land T Higgins, there's still a, a, you know, a possibility that they get one of those five guys who are going to be instant impact ads if the Titans choose to go in that direction. So it's nice that you bring in Callahan because you have the option to go get T Higgins, to go get Tyler Boyd, Jonah Jackson, Awuzie, DJ Reader. He knows everything that needs to be known about all five of those guys. So if they're fits, you best believe the Titans are going to make a push for those dudes. Yeah, I think that's a good point because, hey, Jack, what happened to the Titans last year with San Francisco? What did the Titans do in the offseason when they hired Rand Carthon? They went and did what with the Niners? They brought in Al Shire, and it worked. And Daniel Brunskill. 
and, and Arden Brunson. Key. And, you know, they, they went and got some guys to plug some holes with limited cap space. Now, those guys are not big names, but limited cap space to plug in holes that you trust. You know, the Titans really signed five frontline free agents last year. Three of them had Niners ties to Rand Carthon. The other two were Sean Murphy Bunting and Andre Dillard. You know, I, I know Andre Dillard didn't work out. I like Sean Murphy Bunting a lot, actually. He was I think the mid. other, yeah. I think the Niners guy, guys were all considered hits based on uh, the situation the Titans were in. Do you agree or disagree with that? 100% agree. I mean, Al Shire wasn't a starter in San Francisco. He came in, did a great job in Tennessee. He was an impact player at all times, even without a lot of help from the other linebacker spot. So, yeah, you know, Rand Carthon's experience in San Francisco helps the Titans get better at certain positions. Hopefully, Brian Callahan's experience in Cincinnati will also help the Titans get better at different positions that are very important to this football team, that, you know, where they have holes. I mean, defensive tackle, there's a hole there without Tier Tark. Uh, you know, wide receiver, there's been a hole for decades there. Um, you know, cornerback, no more, no more Christian Fulton. You got to find an answer out there. Will Sean Murphy Bunting be back? We'll see. But Awuzie is a good option. So mm-hmm. it's nice to have these options. It's nice to have a guy who's connected to these options. And that's another reason why this Callahan hire that I have at an A could turn into an A plus. I mean, it could. So I'm an A minus. You're in an A. I, I think finally the Titans have an offensive minded head coach. Another thing that I liked about Brian Callahan was how he's kind of developed along with Burrow. Like he's been in Cincinnati long enough to go through a roller coaster. Like he was in Cincinnati before Joe Burrow. He was in Cincinnati, Burrow's rookie year when he tears his ACL. They got the fifth overall pick, which turned into Jamar Chase, got to the Super Bowl, have been through some injuries, have lost in the playoffs, all these type of things. Got the Jake Browning experience going where they score 30 points, you know, three or four times in the last seven games uh, and 27 another time there under with a backup quarterback. So you see Brian Callahan really working and, and helping build a program because being a play caller and being an offensive coordinator is not just about, or is more just about the offense. Being a head coach is building a program and being with one team for five years is a good amount of time to, to help be a part of that build, especially with the Bengals organization that has been not much better than trash over the last 30 years outside of a couple Carson Palmer, Ocho Cinco's, and TJ Hushmanzada seasons. Mm-hmm. Who's your mama? Uh, Matt Wilson says, offensive-minded coaches also helps the defense. Austin, the Titans blew five halftime leads this year because yeah. the offense couldn't do anything in the second half. The defense was gassed. They were on the field the entire second half most of these games. So this, I absolutely agree with Matt Wilson's comment. Having a guy like Callahan who can sustain drives, who can convert on third downs, like I mentioned earlier in the show, is going to do wonders for this defense. Who you're going to, you know, you're going to start piecing some stuff together on that defensive side of the ball as well. You know, you've got holes on offense, but let's face it, the defense also has some some moves to make this offseason. So yeah, it's a great move for the offense, sure, but what it does for the defense is going to go under the radar, and it shouldn't because this Titans offense is going to be on the field a whole lot more, hopefully. Yeah, you'd, you'd think so. So, look, we have so much content uh, at a to zsports.com to check out with this Brian Callahan hire, including the new information that Buck Rising had uh, this morning right before the show about Brian Callahan's plans at offensive coordinator. We'll get to those 
real quick. But first, Krebs Kubota, your preferred equipment provider across all of Middle Tennessee. Krebs Kubota is an elite Kubota dealer, which means they have three uh, locations in Murfreesboro, Columbia, and Franklin. But also, an elite Kubota dealer means the best equipment and the best warranties in the equipment industry. And Krebs Kubota can help you out with any type of project you have around your home, your property. Uh, if you have questions about what you need, what type of mower you may need, maybe you got a tricky yard with a hill or a ditch uh, that Krebs Kubota can help you out with. You need a new trimmer like me this spring, KrebsKubota.com for that. Maybe you got a lot of land. Maybe you need to do some like real farm stuff out there that I don't even know how to explain it, but you know what I'm talking about, farm stuff guy. Krebs Kubota is your place to go. KrebsKubota.com across Middle Tennessee for over 18 years, family owned and operated in Franklin, Columbia, and Murfreesboro. Once again, KrebsKubota.com. BetMGM is the king of sportsbooks for a reason. They are the best in the business. If you're into sports betting and you're not signed up with BetMGM, I got to ask, what are you doing? Sign up with BetMGM, use our bonus code A to Z Sports, and you'll receive a risk, or excuse me, you'll receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet misses. Sign up on, with a new sportsbook, BetMGM. If you're on a different one, you don't like it, maybe you had a losing streak, switch up your luck. Get on BetMGM, do it the right way. Plug in our bonus code A to Z Sports and you'll receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet misses. All right, Jack. So we're going to go through what Buck Rising was reporting this morning on A to Z Sports.com about new information regarding uh, Titans new head coach Brian Callahan coming from Cincinnati as the offensive coordinator and what his plans are uh, about uh, offensive coordinator himself here. So this is what uh, Buck had to say on a to Z sports.com. Keep an eye on Carolina Panthers offensive coordinator, Thomas Brown. Tennessee is interested in bringing in Brown in the same role to help Callahan implement his system. According to team sources from Buck, it is Buck's understanding that Callahan plans to be the Titans play caller, as well as their head coach setting up a system like the one in Cincinnati between Callahan and Bengals head coach Zach Taylor will be the objective. So that is uh, Buck Rising's reporting per Titans sources that Brian Callahan set to call plays. And ideally, if the Tennessee Titans had it their way, Thomas Brown would be the offensive coordinator. Jack, what's your opinion um, on that report from Buck? I love it. When we were going over the potential head coaching options for the Tennessee Titans, we were talking about that survey, that NFLPA survey where over 1,700 players were polled and Thomas Brown was voted as one of the most respected coordinators in the entire NFL. I mean, I understand that he's got the Panthers stink on him, but hear me out, guys. After just one season in LA as the running backs coach, Sean McVay saw enough to promote him to the assistant head coaching position. And they won a Super Bowl that season. You know, Brian Callahan's got a doctorate in quarterbacks, but Thomas Brown's got a master's in running backs. He's a running back himself in the SEC. In the college ranks, he helped develop Melvin Gordon, Nick Chubb, Sony Michelle. At the NFL level, he's made Sony Michelle, Cam Akers, Chuba Hubbard look competent in the NFL. For God's sake, Chuba Hubbard almost rushed for a thousand yards last season in Carolina. Thomas Brown knows what to do when it comes to running backs. He's also under that McVay tree. And if McVay thinks that highly of him to promote him to the assistant head coaching role after just one season on his staff, then Thomas Brown is going to be one of the next hot, hot head coaching candidates around this league. You're going to hear his name mentioned in circles, whether he's with the Titans next year or not. Get one of the best guys at what he does 
on that staff. And it's even better that they're like-minded individuals, Callahan and Brown, so that there's no you know discrepancies when it comes to scheming up different stuff throughout the weeks. Uh, it, there's, there's no discrepancy when it comes to play calling or agreeing what trends are working and what trends aren't working. Thomas Brown helps you get to that next level because they've got a rapport already built together. So Thomas Brown is absolutely exciting for me. And, and I can't wait. If this happens, which I really hope it does, my fingers are crossed, I will be pumped. And I think it's a, I think it's a testament to what the Titans front office has done in the interview process by getting Thomas Brown in here immediately after they seemed to know that Callahan was going to be their guy. And, and you, we brought up David Shaw early in the show. Perhaps he comes in as a passing game coordinator or a quarterback's coach. The Titans are hiring winners. Thomas Brown's a Super Bowl champion. Brian Callahan won a Super Bowl in Denver as an assistant, got to another one as the OC in Cincinnati. They're bringing in winners. This offense right now, it was it was apparent last year. They didn't really know how to win late in the game. They, they, they still have to learn how to win in the NFL. They're bringing in guys who have been there and done that as coaches. So, yeah, Thomas Brown would fire me up. Yeah, and uh, Esco asked, um, uh, Carolina can block this move, right? No. Uh, because the Carolina Panthers have fired their head coach, they can't block any move for a lateral move. So what Esco is bringing up is <clears throat> that if, you know, for uh, let's just use Dan Quinn, because I, I just saw somebody say, what about Dan, Dan Q as the DC? So the Dallas Cowboys still have Mike McCarthy, Dan Quinn, D coordinator, a lateral move to Tennessee would be to be a D coordinator the Panthers would have to give permission for the Tennessee Titans to hire him, which Dallas is not going to do. But if Dallas would have fired Mike McCarthy, then there's no permission needed because the system has changed. So uh, I, I do think, you know, the Titans can go get Thomas Brown uh, as an offensive coordinator and it not have to be granted permission by David Tepper uh, right there on that. Now, when it comes to Bill Callahan, there's a little bit of difference there because Bill Callahan as an O-line coach for the Titans would need permission from the Cleveland Browns. And there might be something, and Sam's done some work on this as there's been reporting from Mary Kay Cabot in Cleveland about the Browns might just be okay with, Hey, Bill, your son's a head coach. If he wants you to be the, o the O-line coach, congratulations, go do your family thing in Nashville. Like there's, could there's rumblings that Cleveland could be totally cool with that. And could you imagine blocking that move? Your son gets a head coaching gig, wants to put his dad on the staff, and the Browns are like, uh, "You're gonna have to look elsewhere." I think your dad's staying here. I, I don't see that. I don't see that going well. So I do think yeah, that Bill sounds Callahan, like something that Jim Haslam would totally do. <laughs> yeah, you're right. But I feel like Bill Callahan has more leverage than it appears on the surface. There. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. All right. So more about the 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 hire of or the potential hire of. Thomas Brown is, I think that's a really good way to go. I, because of the connecting of dots of the Matthew Stafford style and the offense that the Rams have. And the fact that Thomas Brown and Brian Callahan have worked with that offense, worked with Stafford that I can see Will Levis trying to grow into that type of quarterback of what Stafford's been the last several years. And, Stafford's more talented. He's way more accomplished than Levis. I'm not trying to get ahead of myself, but if if you want Will Levis to model himself after somebody, I think Matthew Stafford has a lot of those same traits and could be a good you know footsteps to kind of 
to model afterwards. So I think it would be a really smart hire, but I don't think it would be the only OC option that Brian Callahan would, would have. But I like the idea of Thomas Brown, especially if, um, if Brian Callahan's going to be calling plays, which is exactly uh, what uh, Buck was reporting uh, here this morning, a to Z sports.com uh, that Callahan would be calling plays according to team sources uh, and that keep an eye on Panthers OC Thomas Brown to maybe have the same role um, in Nashville. So um, Jack, how exciting that would be very exciting. And you know what? I just mentioned Thomas Brown's pedigree when it comes to running backs. I just wonder, and I know Titan Sanders split on this, but I just wonder if that does anything to Derrick Henry, if that makes him rethink about returning to the Titans and then the Titans have to want him too. But I wonder if that makes it a little more attractive coming back to Tennessee than it was previously. Just looking what Thomas Brown's done in the NFL. Just yeah, wondering. For sure. I did see a comment from Ryan Kennedy. Uh, right, he, he says, not a fan of the hire. You gave up a great coach for a first-time head coach. Maybe he brings better coordinators, but this is nowhere close to a sure thing. It's a gamble. And look, of course. Sure, it's yeah, a gamble. It's a gamble. But you gave up a great coach for a first-time head coach, Ryan says. and. Like maybe that's true, but with Mike Vrabel, it was broken. The relationship was broken. And it doesn't mean that Vrabel can't be a great coach or isn't a great coach or that it can't work for Vrabel elsewhere or it can't work for the Titans here. But it was a broken relationship that was turning toxic really quickly. And so you gave up a great coach for a first-year head coach, or maybe it's the other way to look at it is you got rid of a toxic or a pending toxic situation for a promising situation. That's how I view it more than what Ryan had to say there. Yeah, I'm with you. And look, Vrabel is going to be successful wherever he goes. Most likely. I believe that he's capable of taking just about any team to the playoffs in this league with a couple of years under his belt in that situation, which whatever it is that, that arises, but the off the NFL is trending more to the offensive side of the football and while Rabel has done great with defense here, the offense has really sputtered and it's suffered ever since that ever since Arthur Smith left. And he's you know his failure to adapt and his failure to move on from downing at the proper time and you know hiring his buddy Tim Kelly didn't really fix much. Although Tim Kelly probably didn't get a fair shake here just with personnel issues and stuff. I mean I, I'd seen enough on offense. You know the offense wasn't going to take that next jump. You know losing AJ Brown hurt. I, I will give Vrabel credit for that because I know Vrabel didn't want to lose him. You saw everyone saw the war room when that trade was pushed through. So, look, I, I think that Callahan is the direction the Titans should be going. It's the way the NFL is going. It's the way that every team that's having success in the playoffs right now is going. You look at Detroit. You look at San Francisco. You look at Kansas City, and you even look at Baltimore with Munkin. The best teams in the NFL are the teams with the best offense. And sure. the Titans, in order to have the best offense, need to get the most out of Will Levis. Brian Callahan is the right guy for this job because he's the guy that can get the most out of Will Levis. The guys he's worked with, I think that Will Levis and Matt Stafford have a ton of stuff in common. I think that yeah. they both are prone to big turnovers, but they also have such big arms that you have to take the bad with the good. So I, I do think that Callahan and Will Levis, and you're looking to find a match for Levis because you believe he's the guy. I think that Callahan is the perfect match for Will Levis. Yeah, uh, more comments. Uh, I guess it was Taya. The comments now gone from where I had it saved. But ask how was the uh, Vrabel situation toxic? And then uh, Anthony 
uh, follows up says, sorry, Austin, but when you talk about giving up a toxic situation, all I hear is people letting their egos get in the way of a good thing and forcing the Titans to go into a gigantic unknown. Yes, egos play a part of it, but in into the question of how is it toxic, I pasted the link um, of Bucks reporting about the situation and how it unraveled with Mike Vrabel that Mike Vrabel did not want Ryan Carthon. It's been talked about for the last you know week and a half to this point. Vrabel wanted the power. He thought he had earned the power. Mike uh, Vrabel didn't realize that Amy Adams Strunk is a billionaire and you can't just bring a knife fight to a billionaire battle uh, because she's going to win and that she has seen her father, uh, uh, Bud Adams, lose in situations where she gave he gave a head coach the power, Jeff Fisher, over the late great Floyd Reese. And then she's also watched Bill O'Brien ruin the Texans like that. And also I've seen Bill Belichick with too much power without Tom Brady in New England didn't go very well either. So Vrabel wanted too much control. The Tennessee Titans were not operating smoothly at the top between the triangle of Amy, Ran, and Vrabel. And it's been discussed that it was toxic regardless of, and egos getting in the way. Sure. That's what created the toxicity, but that's what the situation was. Yeah, and I think what makes me feel more comfortable, and hopefully this you know makes Titans fans more comfortable as well, is that they fired Mike Vrabel, but it seems like they had a direct plan immediately after. Like the Titans hired their next head coach before Mike Vrabel got another job, and Mike Vrabel was one of the hottest candidates in this coaching carousel right now. So the fact that they didn't just you know go exploring and just turning over random rocks to try and find this next head coach, they knew that Brian Callahan was a top contender for this job. And after that first interview, they knew he was their guy. So it's not like they just went in blind this offseason after moving on from Vrabel because he was too toxic. or The situation had just dissolved so much that it was irreparable. So I, I like that the Titans had a plan. I think that because that they had a plan and they were confident in this plan, that in turn makes me feel more confident as a fan. I don't know. That's just how I feel. Yeah, and and we'll, we'll see how Vrabel turns out. But people are interested in Vrabel's next step, and we'll continue to follow it to see how it's happening. Uh, some more Super Chats. Kane follows up with his C, and he goes, everyone is a C. The staff reflects the head coach. <laughs> a team's success depends on how the staff develops the team. Put together a solid staff, and the grade goes up. Yes. Oh, thanks, Kane. Yeah. I, and, and hey, nobody's discrediting that that's not the case. You know? Mike McDaniel. That's just not – that's. Kane, like I, Kane is trying to play the wait and see game when I view that as the, well, thanks for the analysis and, uh, or lack of analysis you know, or opinion yeah. type of thing. Like, it, obviously, ev- the staff goes into it. If everyone's a C, isn't also everyone an A or isn't also everyone an F? Like you can't just give a baseline grade to every single person and it, it expect credibility to come back to you. But Mike McDaniel, the reason why some people are upset about Brian Callahan, he hadn't called plays. And I say some, I mean a very tiny percentage of this fan base. See, he hadn't called plays. Mike McDaniel never called plays. Mike McDaniel's, uh, what staffs he going to build? Mike McDaniel's built a great staff in Miami that's seen them rise to, you know, to know levels of success that they haven't seen in quite a long time down there. So uh, th- there's going to be a reason to knock every single new head coach, first time head coach, but just let it play out. Just give it a, it hadn't even been 24 hours. Let's see who he brings in. If they're, if they're already looking at Thomas Brown, that tells me that he's going to bring in a very high level staff. Yeah, and uh, look, more comments have, have come in here. Uh, I see Dre, a super chat, says, why do people keep saying let go of a good thing? The last two seasons sucked. They sucked. He's right. They were bad. They stunk. 
and there were no adjustments, and the offense was, you know, at fault. But sometimes the secondary would give up big plays. There were no adjustments on either side of the football. It, it was it was just frustrating. It's been the most frustrating year and a half to be a Titans fan that I can remember because there there were expectations heading into this season with the moves you made in free agency. Now, Titans fans quickly got humbled, I believe, with that loss in New Orleans and saw the deficiencies that this team had. But there were expectations there because of what you had done in the years prior with Rabel. They fell flat on their face two years ago when they started 7-3. and three. And, and they came out in 2023 with a fresh slate, and they did it again. And they lost the same way, and they were uncompetitive in a bunch of games. It, it was frustrating. It, they didn't make adjustments. The last year and a half, he's right. It sucked. Yeah. Uh, Ryan comes back and says, I think this is a big mistake to think offensive coordinator is the only path to success. You get a great defense like the Ravens or Broncos, you can win with a mediocre offense. The pendulum does not swing one way or the other. It's a misconception. Like I, I blatantly disagree. And I've been on this for years that a defensive coordinator will be in a bad situation whenever the offensive coordinator pipeline dries out. And it's more likely to dry out because of the, the, the how the trends are around the league. And you mentioned like the great defense like the Ravens, the Ravens also have the league MVP and Lamar Jackson. Like, yeah, the Ravens have 11 wins, Jack, over teams with a winning record this season. And nine of those 11 wins have been by 14 points or more. But that's, yes, because Mike McDonald was a beast of a defensive coordinator. But yes, that's also because Lamar Jackson's the league MVP. And so you have to be, a, and if you have a transcendent quarterback, yes, a veteran transcendent quarterback, that quarterback can succeed with a defensive-minded head coach. But if you don't have a transcendent veteran quarterback, then you need a beautiful marriage between the head coach and the quarterback for continuity to sustain long-term success. You can have high peaks and low valleys with a defensive-minded quarterback and a non-transcendent veteran quarterback, but it's just going to be a roller coaster. And I'd rather have consistent and continuity. Yeah, and I believe the potential. I agree, and I believe that's the reason why the potential for Brian Callahan that ceiling is so much higher than it will be for Mike Vrabel, just because of Brian Callahan's expertise on the offensive side of the football. Like he's not going to have to worry about rotating out offensive coordinators because it's him who calls the plays. So you know, Vrabel, like, sure, he made a great hire. He brought in Arthur Smith. It worked for a couple of years. Worked very well. They're Titans are the best offense in football, but he lost it. And right after he lost that OC, the team turned into dust. Uh, they turned into a shell of themselves because the turnover, and you mentioned the continuity is so important, especially with a young quarterback. You don't want Will Levis to go through the same stuff that Mariota did. So give him continuity. Give him a guy who's going to be around for a little while. And that's what makes this this higher. That's what gives the ceiling to this higher. Uh, you know, the, the, the sky is really the ceiling when it comes to Brian Callahan here because if it works, it's going to work for a really long time. And we're going to see Will Levis get better and better and better the longer Callahan's in charge here. So, yeah, that gets me excited. Yeah, and so I don't mean to me have this be a me versus Ryan battle here, but uh, Ryan says Bill Belichick and Nick Saban are both defensive coaches. How do you explain that? Well, Adrian one, Way is dead. Well, one, that, Nick Saban's a college coach where you have all the power and you can win in different ways. The college game and the NFL – are different and Nick Saban had to change. Nick Saban had to adjust himself 
He had to bring in Lane Kiffin and he was, you know, shooting down all. Oh, you remember Nick Saban's comments about, oh, the up-tempo offense is bad for the game. Player safety, this and that. Oh my gosh, guys are going to get hurt. And then Nick Saban hired Lane Kiffin and they started moving. And then they continued to win national championships because Nick Saban changed. Bill Belichick, what's his record been without Tom Brady as a head coach? Fired. That's what, and it wasn't, <laughs> like everybody says, oh, the Patriots and Bill Belichick part ways. They fired Bill Belichick. Go watch and listen to what Robert Kraft said in that press conference. Bill Belichick was fired. Don't get it twisted. Without Tom Brady, who is the greatest quarterback to ever play, Bill Belichick was below average pre and post Tom Brady. Nick Saban was not a good NFL head coach. He is the greatest college football coach ever. But he, even he had to change his mind. You're right. It, look, it, there isn't one like blatant blueprint that works for coaches in the NFL. Otherwise, all 32 teams would hire the same type of guy. They'd hire an offensive guy. There's going to be defensive guys. There's going to be special teams guys like John Harbaugh that, that climb in this in this game and eventually end up having success. But just when you look around the league, you want to the teams you're competing against are the teams that are scoring 30 points a game. You haven't done that in how many games? 35, Austin. So you want to get that second games. You want to you want to get to that level. You want to be able to do this, some of the same things the Chiefs do, and some of the same things the Bills do, and the Texans do, and the Jags do, and, and you know the Chargers are gonna do with their next head coach. You want to get to that level. You want to be capable of winning games multiple different ways. It's great to have a great defense who stands up in the red zone, who stands up in the goal line in big situations, but winning that way is tough all the time. Being able to win that way along with being able to win a shootout is something that I'm excited for moving forward. It's being able to win in a variety of different ways, not having the same, you know, variable way of winning tight games in the margins by three. It, you're going to be able to win by scoring 30 points. You're going to be able to win by holding teams to 10. You're going to be able to do both. Let's do both. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Ryan Fields says, Austin has an issue with Ryan's. I think he's scared of the Vols cats hoop game. I have no issue with Ryan Kennedy. I've talked to Ryan Kennedy off the show before. He's a great dude. I have no issue with Ryan Kennedy. Uh, I have an issue with his thought on this coaching hire and just philosophy of uh, a head coach. I do have an issue with Ryan Fields because he is a flip-flopper. He is a front-runner as a Michigan football fan and Kentucky basketball fan. I do have an issue with that, but not with Ryan Kennedy. <laughs> oh, All right, and to wrap this up, Andre uh, has a super chat. Uh, imagine Callahan brings T and salvaged Burks as a number three. I mean, now we're talking future hypotheticals and dreams, right? Yes. The dream of Deandre Hopkins, T Higgins and Traylon Burks actually working something out. That would be incredible, but like, I'm not going to hold my breath uh, because that would probably be too many things going right at the same time. No, you're right. And having Traylon Burks develop into the guy that a lot of people thought he would be, or even into half of what people thought he would be. I think would be a massive upgrade for this offense. Traylon Burks, a competent Traylon Burks as a number three receiver. Sure, I'll sign up for that. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, if you can have a competent number three wide receiver, then uh, that's a first-round talent. I mean, he's a first-round talent still. Yeah. I just haven't put it together. Like, uh, I don't want to get too deep into Traylon Burks. NWI has been steady, but Traylon Burks has a lot more stuff that he's capable of doing. Yeah, if he a lot more juice. Yeah. A lot more exactly. juice. All right, Jack, you ready for some shade? Let's get into shade. Shout out Wilson County Hyundai. WilsonCountyHyundai.com is where to go. 
to make them a part of your new car buying process. Go see our buddy Payne Bone in Lebanon to get a, a new look at your new ride, Palisade, Sonata, whatever it may be with the Hyundai brand. They've got it in Lebanon. Don't pay those downtown prices. Go see our friends at Wilson County Hyundai, wilsoncountyhyundai.com. Jack, it's time to throw some shade. Oh, I'm, I've, I had my shade yesterday before the hiring of Brian Callahan. Uh, but Jack, uh, I'll have you go to the chat or you can also throw shade first. Oh man, I'm so excited to throw some shade. This guy deserves it too. Um, let me go ahead and start while the shades roll in. Okay. My shade goes out to Vanderbilt basketball head coach, Jerry Stackhouse. Jerry Stackhouse mm -hmm. took over a dead program that had won zero conference games before he took the job. Since he took over the job, he blew the one thing that Vanderbilt fans hold closest to their hearts, the three-point streak. They were one of three schools to have that streak going ever since the three-point line was invented. Stackhouse didn't care about it. And after they lost that, he lost the support of a lot of alumni players. Now, here we are in year five. After having a couple of NIT runs that excited the fan base, Candace Lee, the AD, gave him a gave him a contract extension. What does he do? He's five and freaking 12 right now. The guy's not going to win many games in the SEC, if any at all. He needs to be fired right now. They need to get a head start on the coaching cycle and go get Will Wade from McNeese State. Jerry Stackhouse, I go to those basketball games more than I should. And that place used to be a snake pit, Austin. It used yeah. to be difficult to go in there and win. They would upset top 10 teams all the time. Now, it's a wasteland. And I'm about to have to go in there on Saturday and look at a bunch of orange in the crowd when it used to be it was all white and, you know, pockets of orange in there because Memorial Gym used to be one of the hardest places to win at. Jerry Stackhouse has destroyed Vanderbilt basketball, and they need to make a change. Candace Lee has to swallow her pride after giving him that extension this offseason and make a damn change. He started 12 different lineups this year. No oh. starting no starting lineup, Austin, has started more than two games together. What in the hell are we doing? We're five games into SEC play. You don't even know your starting lineup? Everyone else does. Fire Jerry Stackhouse. That's my Oh, I like it. Jack, real quick, can you name the other two programs who at that point had hit a three-pointer in every other game? Oh, I want to say UNLV was one. Um, I'm not positive on the other. I, it's a weird school. I'm forgetting the other school. UNLV is correct. The Princeton Tigers. Princeton, that's right, Princeton. Princeton. That's one of my favorite trivia questions that Jerry Stackhouse also ruined one of my favorite trivia questions because that one was a lot of fun. All right, Shade uh, from the chat. Um, Ethan says, Shade on the NBA for finding Kings head coach Mike Brown just shows how soft they are. I have no idea what the situation is on that. Elk says, who is Big Tim Jeff, throwing Shade on Facebook for putting his account on a one-hour timeout for no reason. I didn't do it, so I don't know what happened to that. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, Lucas says, my Shade is not having work, but getting sent to another department to help. Ugh. Oh, come on, Lucas, you're getting paid work. <laughs> uh, Devin is throwing shade at all these Ryans. Um, Drew, sad shade, uh, but did want to share it. Uh, my shade is rest in peace. My mom that passed away on Sunday. I'm sorry, sorry to hear no that, Drew. Too. Hope uh, you and your family um, are okay and, and, and thinking about you for sure. Uh, more shade. Uh, Nate, this is uh, legitimate shade. Bill's Mafia for sending death threats to Bass. Calm down. Agree on that one. It's crazy. Uh, Matt says, throwing shade at Ohio State for spending $13 million in uh, NIL money to try and buy a natty. Not going to work. It could work. It can totally work. Why, why, why couldn't it work? That could absolutely work, especially if Jim Harbaugh is going to go to the Chargers or something. Uh, Nick, throwing shade at Jack's Marry Me Chicken recipe. What? 
My phone heard it. And now I get a bunch of marry me chicken recipe ads. (laughs) That's your sign, Nick. Get in the kitchen and make that thing. I'm telling you, you won't regret it. That's funny. Uh, Ryan Fields. Shade is on the NCAA for waiting so long to clear Big Z for Kentucky. Seven footer hitting threes and throwing behind the back passes. I hate the NCAA uh, for sure. Um, That kid is crazy good. Kentucky's a national title contender. This is the best Kentucky team I've seen in a while. Yeah, they're they're legit. Uh, Jonathan says, shade all the dudes praising seeing shirtless Kelsey over Taylor Swift. Good shade. Great shade. Sick of the Kelsey's. I'm not I Jason Kelsey I like. Travis Kelsey can kick rocks. I just, I just think and I saw a tweet yesterday that I totally agreed. I don't want to be an echo chamber, but it, it, somebody said whenever there's attention to be had, expect the Kelseys to be in the picture. They love the attention. Yeah, I mean but I, I like Jason Kelsey. He's J, Jason Kelsey seems more genuine and like a chill cool person than Travis. Travis is just the Travis is your buddy from college who's still acting like he's in college when he's 30 something years old. You know, like, come yeah, on, the, the catching like, Kelsey dating the, show, yeah, the same I, I, humor. He makes the same jokes. He still comes in hungover. You know, like, come on, man. Like, ah, like it's time to grow up, like give with a picture. And now he's dating a girl that might help him kind of grow up and you're happy for him, but you're still like, God, man, Travis grow up, dude. We're not in college anymore. That Jason Kelsey is a, is a fun dad that you would want to go play. Beer yeah. He, He's a treasure. I'll agree with that. Yes. Um, all right. So my shade, Jack, uh, FedEx printing. What do you do when you go into a FedEx printing store? You print things. Yeah. Yesterday, I had to print things. So what did I do? I went to a FedEx printing store. None of their printers were working. Zero stations working. Like not the two self kiosks down, not working. I paid $10, get zero pieces of paper. I tried to print a receipt so I could take it to the front desk to get that $10 refunded. Couldn't even print the receipt. And so I just said, screw it. I don't have time for this. Went somewhere else and get my papers there. And then I tried to go to the desk and say, hey, can you help me with this? Like, no, we only have one thing working back here. We're back order. Sorry, you have to go to the kiosk. Kiosk aren't working. What am I doing? What is the business of FedEx print stores if they can't print anything? It's ridiculous. And You're throwing shade at like, Fred Smith today. No, uh, uh, a whole lot of dope says snow <laughs> delayed paper shipment. Have it hard, Austin. No, they had plenty of paper. We opened all three trays. All three trays were working. Had full paper. Just nothing. The, the machine itself was not working. Was not working. And I'm like, I this is a waste of time. Oh. I think it's so funny that a whole lot of dope is telling you to have a heart. That, that's just a hilarious comment to me. I'm sorry about that. You know, I've had a similar experience in a FedEx office with a passport. The the computers were down. FedEx printing stations are the most inefficient, simple processes that are out there. Like it should be so easy to go into place, upload your email document, print paper. Like this is, this is 2024 and FedEx is making it so difficult to do things that we were experts at in 1995. Get former Titans punter Trevor Daniel in that office, and he will fix it. He Trevor Daniel will guy. fix that issue. Oh, that's true. Well, maybe he's multi-talented. I don't know. I don't trust many people that can make that the can call FedEx print stuff. And so Steven Trevor says, Daniel. get your own printer. I don't need my own printer. I maybe need to print things like four times a year. And if I really need something, my wife can print it at her office. 
but I needed something in the moment, you know, on a time crunch and I can't rely on a FedEx printing station. Ridiculous. Gosh, third world problems. Am I right? <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. All right, guys, <laughs> that is it. That is it for us on the show. Brian Callahan, the new Titans head coach. We're still awaiting the official news and word from the Tennessee Titans, but I'm guessing that'll come here in the, within the next you know 24 hours or less. And then we'll find out when the press conference is going to be, but great show. Great, uh, great cooperation from all of you guys. If you haven't done it yet, please like the show on Facebook and on YouTube. We need a lot of people to like the show. And Jack, I know uh, you got some big news that you're recording uh, this afternoon. You actually got the coaching hire before you record the Titan up podcast. I know the Titans have been crushing it. They've been letting us get to the news cycle. They haven't been news dumping us. Today, at midnight tonight, the Titan Up podcast will release an episode with Mike Herndon, everybody's favorite, every Titans fans go to. Mike Herndon on the Titan Up podcast tonight. I'm telling y'all, y'all don't want to miss it. Get some more Titans content. Learn more about Brian Callahan. Titan Up podcast out at midnight on all platforms. All right. Hit that like button. Hit the like button. We need more likes. Hit it. We're close to 200 on Facebook. Hit the like button. Buck rising tonight. A to Z Sports Primetime. More info on Brian Callahan, A to Z Sports.com, and across all of our social medias. Appreciate it as always.